This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, this is Louise Sorrell. I'm talking to TV Confidential. And you should tune in because they're really wonderful. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Happy to welcome three-time Emmy Award-winning art director and set designer Ray Clausen. In the course of his six-decade career, Ray has designed the sets of more than 400 productions for television, Broadway, and Las Vegas showrooms, including such live or semi-live broadcast as the Academy Awards, the American Music Awards, the Kennedy Center Honors, the Miss America pageant, as well as the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, the Dean Martin Show, Share, the Pearl Bailey Show, seven Bing Crosby Christmas specials, and many, many other TV specials and TV variety shows. Ray's memoir, Behind the Scenes from Hollywood to Broadway is a history of television and theater in its heyday. It is also, and this is one of the things I really like about Ray's book, it is also a testimony to the many teachers who have made a difference in Ray's life. Not only the teachers in his formative years in high school and college, but the many, many mentors who guided Ray as he learned his craft as a professional, we'll tell you more about Ray's book in just a second. Ray Clausen, welcome to TV Confidential. Thank you. Nice to be here. For those who may not know the difference, what is the difference between the art director on a production and the set designer on a production? Obviously, you've worked in both capacities. How closely does one work with the other? Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting question. Actually, it's just a technical term. Uh, I've gone by title of production designer and set designer. Um, set designer is more typical of theater. Production designer is more typical of television. But people sort of go back and forth on that. I've never cared as much as they spelt my name, as long as they spelt my name correct. <laughs> <laughs> and the check clears. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. On that. yeah. So in general, okay, whether regardless of what the title is, what you do is you help create the look of the production, whether it's a live production or something to be televised. Yeah, it's an interesting process because what happens is uh, it starts off with a phone call, either from my agent or from a producer asking my availability and if I would be interested in such and such a show. And I have to tell you, from the get-go, I always said yes because of some shows being kind of maybe mediocre in terms of quality or prestige or in terms of payment, there was always something to learn from it. And I just took everything that came down the pike. The only time I started putting the brakes on was at one point I was up to nine shows going through my head and it was just too much. And I realized it and my partner said, this has got to stop. And so I slowed down a little bit. But I could really handle you know, up to eight shows without any problems because I was incredibly organized. And this is really important. I had great 
MGM show for uh, Las Vegas called Jubilee, that took me mm, well over a year to design, and I had nine assistants. So you can imagine how organized I had to be and how I had to deliver on time and all that sort of stuff. In the book, there's a really interesting story about that whole thing because I was caught in the MGM fire, and <laughs> I've had some hairy moments in my career, but that was perhaps the worst because I was on the 14th floor, and I ended up climbing down the side of the building on my bed sheets from balcony to balcony. So that's kind of an interesting story in the book, and there are, there are lots of Ray's book, uh, Behind the Scenes from Hollywood to Broadway, is available both as a print edition and as an ebook. Amazon.com, Ray's website, rayclausen.com, K L A U S E N, rayclausen.com. We have a mutual colleague speaking of Jubilee and fire at the MGM Hotel. I believe the costume designer for Jubilee was Diana Eden. Diana visited our program about a year or so ago, and she also shared firsthand experiences about how scary it was when that fire broke out. Right. Well, we all had hair-raising experiences. It was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I think it was 85 people died in that fire. Yeah. It it was uh, just something. But (laughs) I got to tell you, that's a gripping chapter that I wrote for that one. Uh, anyway, you know, you don't expect those sort of adventures in the process of designing, but all sorts of things happen. I had a wonderful experience designing uh, B. Arthur's Broadway show. Now, a production designer or set designer to a star very often is just someone who supports them, and that's it. And I was introduced to her, and uh, she was very, very pleasant, but not terribly interested in being involved with me at all. She just wanted a good set, and which I gave her. But it turned out that she was very good friends with Billy Goldenberg, her accompanist. Mm-hmm. And Billy was a friend of mine. And I happened to invite Billy for dinner one night. And I got this call from him saying, uh, Ray, I hate to ask you this, but you know, I'm great friends with B. And she's coming into town and the night that you're having your dinner party, and I don't want her to be alone. Could I bring her? <laughs> well, if you know what the answer is, that one. <laughs> you know, to have a golden girl sitting at your dining room table is pretty terrific. Well, she was fabulous. And there's a whole chapter about her, which I won't go into now, except that she loved to tell dirty stories. And she was really good at it. And, and it goes to show that people in the entertainment industry, just as people in all walks of life, they, they may show one side of who they are in the workplace when, yeah. when you're meeting with her to, to design the set for her live show. But when you meet them or happen to meet them in a social situation over dinner, a totally different they, – they, they let their hair down, so to speak, more often yeah. than not. So. But I want to be really clear about one thing. It's all fun and games to think about her telling dirty jokes and so forth. But, in fact, she had a incredibly generous heart. Mm-hmm. What, ha- what happened was, as I was involved with the L.A. Forney Center at the time, and that gets gay kids off the streets and into supervised housing and so forth. 
and we desperately needed money. And so we came up with the idea that maybe, maybe B would do her one-woman show one night as a benefit. And uh, Billy went to her and spoke to her, and she said, once she understood what the organization was about, she said, absolutely. Well, I suddenly became a producer. I had to figure out how to get her from California to New York, how to get her a chauffeur, draw a car, and so forth, housing and all that, all gratis, and I did it. And at the end of it, she said to me, Ray, she said, I had such a good time. I'm going to leave a little something to the Alifornia Center when I die. And what we didn't realize was that she had cancer at the time and was, in fact, dying. And uh, a while later, when she passed away, she had left $250,000 to the Alifornia Center, which when you add that to the money that she made that night, it was really like close to a third of a million dollars. From that and her name only, they were able to get the city of New York to donate uh, a house that was falling apart and so forth, and other people donated furniture and labor and so forth, and the center now has a house that can take in 17 kids under supervised housing and have a life. And so uh, I can't say enough about Bee's generosity and kindness. She was just a terrific lady. And that's one of the things that I like to write about in the book. There were lots of wonderful experiences. And some <laughs> that are kind of embarrassing about me, you know, because we all make mistakes. There's, there are two chapters entitled When Things Go Wrong, and those are really fun to read. Ray Clausen's adventures in television and Broadway include encounters with the likes of Beatrice Arthur, Dick Clark, Pearl Bailey, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, as well as encounters with three U.S. presidents and Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Ray's memoir, Behind the Scenes from Hollywood to Broadway, is available both in print as a print edition and as an ebook through Amazon.com. Ray's website, RayClausen.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You talked about the generosity of Beatrice Arthur. You are a generous soul as well, Ray. You have never forgotten your roots. Oh, no. You, I, I came from nothing. Yeah. Had a lot of help along the way. But, you know, my message on it for young kids who are starting out in the business, you just need to take risks and you need to work incredibly hard. I've 
average of 70 to 80 hours a week, most of my life on this career. And it was worth it. It was just sheer pleasure. But you have to be a hard worker and you have to recognize when a golden opportunity comes down the pike and grab it. Take risks when you're young. Take risks when you're young. And in your case, you never forgot... There are stretches where when you're in design school and you, you didn't have the funds to, you know, have your, your, your tools and equipment. So you've given back to Yale and you have a scholarship that makes sure that uh, students in need have the equipment they need in order to excel in the classroom. Yeah, it's, it's really important to remember one's roots and to give back. And that particular case that you're talking about, I was good at designing, but I wasn't a really great painter. I couldn't really draw beautifully. But every once in a while, you know, the fates were really nice to you. And, and one time I remember I did uh, a mall in the night visitor and I did a, a, a beautiful, beautiful sky. I mean, I just got really lucky that night. And uh, when I made the presentation, uh, Donald Onsard, who was the main teacher who decides whether you stay at Yale or not, uh, said, Clawson? That's a really terrific guy, but why did you make it green? And I had to sort of pause and admit that I couldn't afford blue paint at that time. And so when I sort of hit it, I hate to use the word fake, but I, when I was successful, I set up a small scholarship for uh, design students uh, so that they could afford art supplies. It's not a big deal, but it, you know, it's important to give back. And um, that's part of the reason for the book. The book is to explain how someone can come from very little and make it happen. And I just, you know, I've had remarkable, remarkable experiences. Uh, part of it because I had a, a really great agent, Sandy Wernick, who got me jobs. I used to say to Sandy, you get my foot in the door and I'll make sure that door never closes. And that's how we worked together. We were a team. Ray's memoir, Behind the Scenes from Hollywood to Broadway, includes an introduction by Sandy Wernick. It is also a history of television and theater in its heyday. Ray also talks about the challenges of being openly gay at a time when our culture at large was not always ready for that and why variety television in particular in many ways, was the perfect industry for him to work in for that very reason. Behind the scenes from Hollywood to Broadway, available both as a print edition and as an ebook, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online, Ray's website, RayClawson.com. And going dovetailing on what you said about having a supportive team in place with the right agent. In Sandy Warnick, what was also important is having the support system of having a very strong relationship, long-term relationship. In, in your case, your long-term domestic partner, John Harrington, um, it was it, it helped you navigate the ups and downs, uh, especially in the early years of your career. It's funny when I look back, I don't see many downs. I see it, it was just an upward swing all the way. It was wonderful. By the way, I should mention that. People going to uh, Amazon to get my book may have trouble getting a printed copy at the moment because they're sold out. Uh, but you can get an e-book, which is equally as good, and, uh, you know, it's there. Just And a 
it's at a modest cost. So I I do hope people see it because uh, it took me four years to write this book, and um, I was doing other things, of course, but I, my heart really in it. And as a result, I've discovered that one, I really like writing, and two, that if I can believe several people who really know, I'm not a bad writer. So I've, <laughs> I've started a novel now just to see if I can do it because I love challenges and I love trying new things. Well, I, I could tell you having read having read behind the scenes, Ray, I could tell you you're a great storyteller and you're a page turner. It is a page turning read. I mean, <laughs> you go, you, there's a lot of information that the reader absorbs, but it absorbs very quickly and you're very mindful of your readers at all time. And uh, the other thing I like, and this is speaking writer to writer, in some ways, your book is a testimony to the value and the power and the usefulness of keeping journals because when you work as often as you do, as you did, as you have, for as long as you have, the jobs kind of blend together. But the fact that you took the time to jot notes as you were doing things, not not that you not not that you had an inclination of writing a book forty years ago, but it certainly came in handy when you decided to write your memoirs. Yeah, it was just interesting to do. I remember sitting in a control booth with my lighting designer, Carl Gibson, who was a wonderful designer and a great friend, and we were looking at this group of incredible guests on Andy's show and thinking, my God, we're so lucky. We should keep a journal. And we both agreed, and the next day I started writing my journal, and Carl never did. So I hope his memory is good, but <laughs> I have it down on paper. <laughs> Very good. Uh, one of the fun things I learned about you is, I think this occurred when you were studying at Yale, but your first TV appearance, you were a contestant on Password. <laughs> you had to bring that up. I brought it up, so I guess it's... Fair game. Yeah. Uh, uh, what I did was I had heard that they occasionally took uh, Yale students onto the show. So uh, I got the information on how to do it, and I called them up and made an appointment, and I got into my preppy outfit and went down there. And they must have liked me because they said, can you come on the show tomorrow? And I said, Sure. So I stayed overnight at the Hollywood Y because that's all I could afford. And the next day I won $400. And I promptly went out and bought a used television set and a, a used tuxedo, which certainly told me where I was going in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> Do you happen to remember who your celebrity partner was? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, there was someone I was not familiar with because I didn't really watch much television in those days. I, who had time? You know, Yale was incredibly, incredibly difficult. Uh, they had a process there where it was a three-year program. After the first year, they would drop about half the class. They would, had a design, usually 17 design students the first year. So they cut the class in half. End of the second year, they cut it again. The class before me, only two kids made it through. I mean, you know, it was grueling, but it had a lot to do with 
the reality of the business. It's not an easy business. You have to be, one, really, really a hard worker. Two, you have to have incredible luck to meet the right people. And you have to have the smarts to recognize it when you've met the right people. And to be good at what you do. I mean, I work very, very hard. And uh, I learn very quickly, and I surrounded myself with fabulous assistants. They, there's a section in the book that refers to my assistants as my backbone, and believe me, they were the support that got me through show after show after show. I, I just was, I was lucky in that I was, I had an instinct when someone was going to be good or not. Ray Clawson is on the line with us. Ray Clawson, multi-award winning set designer and art director and the author of Behind the Scenes from Hollywood to Broadway. We'll talk some more with Ray Clawson when we come back, including his 30 years working with Dick Clark. We'll also share the backstory of how one of the trademarks of the Academy Awards broadcast originally came to be. All that and more when we continue our conversation with Ray Clawson here on TV Confidential. You can now purchase t-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.